When I was 28, on September 2nd, 2007, I found out I was pregnant. On September 5th, I went to bed that night and had a dream. And in this dream, my friends were going to sacrifice my baby to the devil. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about why some people get into witchcraft. That's right. Now, you might wonder, does anyone still get into this superstitious stuff? Well, interestingly, witchcraft is on an astronomical rise. But why? Well, in our last show, we had Heather Cook tell us about how she grew up being sexually abused by her teenage babysitter. And that babysitter would be taking pornographic images of her and also involved her with men to sexually abuse her from the ages of four to nine years of age. The trauma she endured was huge. She was trying to gain control of her life. When she was 11, her mother revealed to her that their family had this long history being involved into witchcraft. She got her first spell book. As she started practicing, she saw some immediate results leading her to go full pagan and diving in deep with witchcraft studies and practices as she got involved with pagan communities using the internet. Today, she's going to talk about how Jesus changed her life so much. That's right, that she turned away from all those things. Heather, welcome back to the show. Hi, On. Hey, Heather. Now listen, your testimony is very interesting because the witchcraft was an expression of seeking control over your life. And I understand you are really getting into witchcraft that you became an actual witch, like you did tarot cards, placing curses on people, etc. Now, why do you think you are seeking these things so diligently at the time? Well, a lot of witchcraft is about power and control. The more people I could impress with my prowess, the more powerful I felt. Mm, I see. So there was some competition, almost like playing a sport or something. But did you ever see the tarot card work in telling the future of something? Mostly when I would read tarot or anything like that, I would be able to discern things about people, about their lives, what they may be hiding, what maybe have happened to them. I really wasn't much of a person that would predict their future. It was more about pointing out the issues within themselves that they needed to deal with. Mm. A lot of the times, looking back, how did I know these things? There had to be a devil whispering in my ear. Oh, wow. Like a different voice, like the stranger's voice. But as you're doing this, you are involved in the coven and probably thinking at this point, anything spiritual is a good thing, like a way to get more power. So you're probably pretty active in the covens, right? Well, I wasn't part of the coven. I was friends with the coven. I tried to keep myself solitary. I was always very much a loner. I didn't trust people. Mm. That's rooted in my childhood. I learned early on not to trust people. Makes sense. When I would interact with other pagans, it was more like who's more powerful than the other. Almost like a game, like a sport. Yes. Ah, like not joining any other team because of the trust issues from your past trauma. Well, could I say you were playing solo to become more powerful on your own? Yeah, that would make sense. Mm, Okay, so as you're in this witchcraft stuff, you are like deep in. And then something happened to change your involvement in this stuff when you're 28. 
What happened? When I was 28, on September 2nd, 2007, I found out I was pregnant. On September 5th, I went to bed that night and had a dream that was so real. I woke up and my senses were filled with this dream. And in this dream, my friends were going to sacrifice my baby to the devil. And I stole my baby and I ran and I ran from them as fast as I could. They hunted me, trying to regain me. And I found myself in a Bible study. I found safety in a Bible study where they put a Bible on my lap and said, we're in Matthew 22. And I woke up and I laughed. And I was like, I'm a pagan. I don't believe in this stuff. (laughs) Pagans don't believe Jesus was God. They could say he was a great teacher, but they don't believe Jesus was God. 36 hours later, I got a phone call from my cardiologist's office. I'd had a heart scan about a month and a half prior. And they told me, if in three days you haven't heard from us, no news is good news. But the nurse's voice was urgent. And she said, Heather, we're so sorry, but we misplaced your results in another chart. Your heart is only working at 30% function. It was left ventricle ejection fraction. I was in heart failure. The only words I could squeak out were, I'm pregnant. And there was that long, dramatic pause. And the nurse's response was cold. And I remember it word for word. I'm not going to say you have to terminate, but you must strongly consider it. Okay, yes. So the doctor's telling you to get an abortion at this point. And I understand you didn't want that because you wanted this child. So what did you do? Well, this doctor urged me to terminate, suggested that I would possibly die from delivering my child or need a heart transplant. And my pagan friends encouraged me to abort too, because how could I leave my husband and two children, three children after the baby was born without a mother? Mm. What kind of mother was I for be willing to risk that? But then I've told my husband, we cried for two hours. Suddenly the memory of that dream came rushing into my mind. And I stormed in the garage and I dug through boxes and I knew there was a Bible in a box out there. And I found it and I flipped through the Bible to Matthew 22. And there it was in bold red letters. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Oh, yeah. And there it was in bold red letters, Jesus' words, I am God. You know, I saw the face of Jesus through the book of Matthew 22. Wow. That is a lot of pressure, what your friend and doctor was saying. And here's a moment where the God of the Bible becomes real to you. Your dream comes very alive for you here. How did that happen? Because that word was saying that he is the God of the living. How did this hit you? Well, let's just put it this way. I was knocked off my feet pretty proverbially speaking. It's one of those moments in life where you suddenly realize everything you know to be true is wrong. And somehow inside, I knew that everything was going to be okay. I didn't need to trust in my friends. I had someone that cared about me, no matter who I was, how much power I had, or whatever I could do with my life. I chose at that point to trust a God I barely knew. Oh my gosh, that is crazy faith. You started baby steps in trusting the God you never knew. That's powerful. It shows that if you just take a small step in the right direction, something's going to happen. Now, I understand you made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life at this point. Well, throughout the pregnancy, I got further and further from the pagan life because a lot of the times they were hostile towards me because I was trusting God and not them. Then at about 30 weeks, I had my final heart scan and it was on a Friday in March. And the following Monday morning, my OBGYN calls and says, Heather, I can't really explain this. And it doesn't really make sense, but your heart is normal. Oh my gosh. We don't have to do anything at delivery. And on April 14th, 2008, Tobin Robert Cook was born. And we chose the name Tobin 
because it means God is good in Hebrew. Oh my gosh, there it is, the down payment of your faith, where now you're seeing that Jesus is real. Now, I understand you fully gave your life to Christ during this journey, and there is some more positive things that came from that. So, looking back, since you can see that the witchcraft was very demonic, what would you say to the person who's in that lifestyle now? I would say think. Think with your heart, not with your head. And honestly, I would love them. I would love them as much as I could because I know that God one day will reach out and seek to pluck them from their darkness. Mm. If they can't translate that, they're going to come to me. I want to be there for them. Wow, Heather, you are awesome. I mean, it's so interesting that God can heal the broken past and even that need for control that you had. And instead, He gave you true liberty, true freedom. Gosh, Heather, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Don't go anywhere. I have some deeper insight on what the Bible says about these things right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I think the takeaway lesson from Heather's story is simple. That God is good and the devil and what he has to offer is not. I think that a lot of people are confused about this, even good-meaning Christians. Satan is tempting people today, telling them that his way is better. Have you ever had that thought? Kind of like, wow, seems like those doing it the wrong way or the world's way are having so much fun. Why am I not joining in? Why am I doing it the way I'm doing it? Is it really better? That's because Satan is the tempter. And what is his main line? Well, let's break this down. Why would Lucifer even push this agenda in the spiritual realm? You know why? Because he really believes that. He believes he's better than God and that the things that he offers through witchcraft and those types of spiritual powers, he believes are superior to God and the powers that God has. It's written describing Lucifer as this in ancient scriptures in Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. As you can see, Satan's thoughts are recorded here. He really is striving for this, guys. And he will continue to until the last days. But what is echoing in my heart to say to someone right now is in Psalms 34, 8, it's written, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. This is so true. You can hear this literally in Heather's conversion to Christ. She discovered that God is good and that witchcraft is not. 
She repented from it. Beloved, what about you? How do you feel about this? Do you truly know that God is good? Do you sometimes wonder if doing life a different way would somehow be better? Guys, it's a lie. God has the best for you because every perfect and good gift comes from the Father of heavenly lights. And He loves you. And He cares for you. And He doesn't have any strings attached as Heather discovered when she got into the witchcraft, was promised all this power, and ended up having not strings but chains attached that drug her down. And when it came to the time when she really needed it, she didn't have any real help. I'm sensing there's someone right now who's saying, gosh, Lord, I'm in trouble and I don't know who to turn to. And I want to turn to you. Lord Jesus, we come to you right now. And I'm praying, Father God, for the person who's saying, I don't know if you're really true or good, God. I want to experience that now. According to scripture, Lord, we call upon your name right now. We receive you, Lord Jesus, into our lives. We receive your goodness, God, your blessing, knowing that you took our curse that belongs to us. You took it away from us at the cross. We thank you, Lord, and we ask for your goodness in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.